Hi, Abe. Hi, Adam. How cool was that? You, uh, you recording things? I'm I'm recording. Man, uh, how do I sound? You sound great. Because I'm calling in like a sleep, like a noob, or something. I don't know. How's everything down in Indianapolis with babies? Uh, I, I have a baby, and, and she uh, today she well, she pooped on of all over everything, and then we gave her a bath tonight, and she peed all over everything. So that's that's cool. what they do, man. Just pooping and peeing, barfing. It's like uh, I was I was kind of worried about like all the stuff a baby was going to do when they were born. Uh, babies yeah. like because I'm not like one to be around a ton of babies. Um, like they don't do anything. Like no, they don't do anything. All you got to do is like keep them from dying. So I got to do. I mean, for what, like six months at least? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Better part of six months at least. Yeah. Not a lot of entertainment. Sometimes they smile, like grab your fingers. That's about it. That's, that's pretty much it. I, uh, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley listened to our last show and she was disappointed that I didn't talk about taking the baby to the track. So, uh, I can't wait to take the baby to the track. Is she, is she going to let you? Yeah. Like in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, probably. If I had to guess, I would say that the weekend for uh, Baby at Track would probably be Road America. Road America? Yeah. Not too, that's like, what, a six, seven-hour drive for you? Uh, yeah, probably. It's not. But you do have a house on wheels, so that's you got true. that going for you. That's like key reason for having house on wheels. Yeah. Yeah, um, dogs and babies. And wife. At the moment, I'm not like terribly excited for what I'm going to do to go to Pikes Peak, because uh, uh, I was talking to Scott and Renee, and they're not sure what they're going to do. And like, it'd be right. way easier if we just uh, readied my RV for a cross country adventure and then like co-drove it. Because it ain't that far, it's probably only what 22 hours from you. God, 20 that's so hours. Far. It was like 21 for me, and I was in a total heap of junk that I had just purchased. <laughs> is it? Is everything running well? It's, I mean, a year ago. Yeah, when I bought it like two weeks prior. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. the last time that like uh, we really talked about your RV on, on the show that I was on was yeah. uh, we talked about how it, it struggled on the way back from uh, Coda, and you were going to put in a new throttle cable. Oh, yeah. The throttle cable broke, actually. Um, Yeah, we haven't really done RV updates in a while, I guess. Well, you did a little bit with Levi, and that show I still have to listen to. Uh, I I think we talked about Levi's RV more, but I was... uh, I hit myself in the head with a whole case of White Claws, so I might have been a little drunk that time. (laughs) I don't actually know. That'll happen. They might have been Trulies. I don't know. Somebody had just inserted a lot of... uh, girl drinks into my RV refrigerator and I was like, oh, it's Friday time to me. I don't actually have that much to do. The only thing you love more than White Claw is canned wine. Uh, canned wine is pretty good. Once in a while, the, the schmuckers surprise me with canned wine. You know, I miss uh, I miss Summit Point this year. I really liked that place. The only that thing a, that, that like was hard about it was how far away it was. It was it was like, yeah, 15 hours in like this tiny like the craziest little racetrack, but it was a long, long track, but that was a fun event. I really enjoyed that event actually. Um, aside from like the, the fact that you can't even go off track there without like destroying a car. <laughs> well, I mean, and in that respect, it's like, it's not different than NCM or a lot of no. other places that are really fun to drive. The, I mean, the thing that was gnarly about it was the jump was gnarly, like straight mm-hmm. up gnarly. Yeah. Uh, we saw a Corvette totally disassemble itself. And I was in a Viper ACR that left the ground at 130 miles an hour. Yeah, that's too much. No, thank you. 
Yeah, like um, looking back on that, that was probably. I mean, like Luke is a fantastic driver, and I would never like not trust him to drive perfectly because he always does. Um, but that's still like a sketchy. That's a sketchy spot. Luke is. He has been pretty reliable for the past two or three years, but. Uh... Yeah, I think he sold the Viper. He did, and I, I told him I was really disappointed. Viper's gone. <laughs> so the other day, like Tuesday or Wednesday, he texted me uh, late, and he's like, hey, tell me about RVs. I'm like, man, that is a long night of talking. <laughs> uh, and I was like, wonder why Luke wants to buy an RV. And then the next day, <laughs> I looked at some other random chat, and he's like, yeah, somebody gave me a bunch of money for the Viper. <laughs> so. uh, apparently the guy who bought it is ripping it apart and turning it into like a TT car. Yeah, that's pretty rad. And that car was like so uh, was well clean. taken care of. Dude. Probably a good choice for that. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Like, I see. It does seem like you could just buy like a run of the mill Viper and, and do like that. Make it, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like he he never uh, like the car was always clean. It always had like um, paint protection film on it. I mean the 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 car itself was very very nice condition. And he even had crack insurance all the time. Yeah, like he, he just he ran it a lot. And mm-hmm. I, my thought, and I'm not the kind of person that has the kind of money to buy a Viper ACR and sit on it, but uh, my thought on that car was if you just bought it and you let it sit in your garage and you did nothing with it, uh, it there's no chance that it would be worth less in 10 years than it is right now. I think there is a chance, though, really? because like, there's so many freaking white haired dudes who are like, man, you see that Viper over there? It's got two miles on it. <laughs> like, there's so many dudes who buy those things and just polish them. Well, uh, and then yeah, there's a lot but, of people. I mean, this is a Viper ACR and it's it's a particular Viper ACR, so. But it also has like a history of having the shit beat out of it. That's true, um, well, and it's and it's sorted. It, it, well, it's yeah, it's been well driven while it had the shit beat out of it, but it's been publicly and like well-documentedly driven. <laughs> so that's true. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. Like is maybe in 25 years, uh grid life will, uh, like a good life championship. Maybe that'll have a provenance, but right now, maybe not so much. So. <laughs> Clapped out yeah. Viper ACRs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we were uh, we were talking about RVs for a minute. Your RV came to Autobahn. I saw it. I yeah. With it. Um, I, ate a, I ate a taco in it. It I still actually... has all of the, uh, the the antifreeze and stuff in the um, uh, plumbing system. Mm-hmm. I uh, the next time we see each other in person, I am going to ask you some technical questions about my bypass valves and my water heater okay. because I swear when I was trying to block off the, um, the water heater in the bypass, um, to flush the system out, I swear right. it wasn't working. And it was just like, well, am I an idiot? Like why, why doesn't this do what I think it should do? I don't know. I'd have to look underneath and see what it, uh, how it's actually plumbed. Yeah. It's, uh, the other to thing me, I need best, to do is I need to me to, like the best way to actually like flush your RV before winter and like antifreeze it is to like just run antifreeze through the whole system and then also try to drain most of the system afterwards. Yeah, that seems, seems decent. Um, I know that, uh, uh, I ended up putting quite a bit into it. So like, it should be fine. Um, Well, if if you run a bunch of antifreeze through it and then you also like take everything back out, like if everything has antifreeze and then you like 
open up a bunch of lines and like all the all the lower all the lower joints and valves and stuff that you can open, then like theoretically, even if the stuff did freeze, like it wouldn't that freeze much and it would have yeah. some place to go without blowing stuff up. So, um, yeah. yeah. The uh, the other thing I have to do is I have to find the model number for the water heater because right. I don't have an anode in the water heater and it is uh, it's pretty smelly in there. Should probably put an anode in the water heater. Yeah. No, the so so you got stinky water. Oh, it's it's most foul. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a that's a problem that mine developed after filling it with the water from gingerman. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have ran like two consecutive like half tanks because we, we've been camping twice with it now uh with my nice like chlorinated city water and then like a couple caps full of bleach in there and it's getting better but like it ain't great tomorrow i'm actually going to drain it all again and throw another bunch of bleach in there but uh, i did change my hot water heater put a on-demand hot water heater in so that's cool you need Just to help me with that, that because you've done it twice now and i don't know what i'm doing there, uh, I can send you the link to the one that uh, that I just bought. It's the one to get. It's so freaking right. How much Probably is it? slide right in place. It's like four hundred bucks, dude. Can uh, can you come down and help me install it? Or maybe It'll, maybe I can just have we, it for Autobahn. You can just install it there. Or not Autobahn. Dude, well, no, we already did Autobahn. <laughs> Mid Ohio. It it was so easy. It's that I had to make a. So it in most most RVs, this thing would slide right in. There's like hot water, cold water, propane, and that like all should bolt right on. That's awesome. And then, and then it's 12-volt power. And so the, your your water heater should have 12-volt and one 10-volt power. So you just got to kind of like move the 110-volt. I'm actually going to put another outlet in off of that uh, underneath the bus so I have an exterior outlet. Um, but, yeah, it was super easy. Uh, it was, it's a uh, – I could send you the link. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty rad. It slides right in place. The door, like, the door fits the same thing. Like, you just get a different door that looks the same. Cock it in place. 25 screws and you're good to go awesome yeah it was pretty easy i, I would highly recommend it and uh and it probably saved 40 pounds too really so yeah it doesn't have like a six gallon tank and oh like yeah, yeah. The, it, it basically the water just flows through it so it's super light so the other so that's uh, pretty cool the other thing i uh, been thinking about with rvs is i've been talking to mike lewin a little bit about professional awesome arrow on an rv and uh <laughs> yeah. he's into it so like that's probably a thing we should do I would love to, but I did just find my, I bought like 200 feet of LED strip last year and I couldn't remember where I put it and I just found it. So I got to do that first. Uh, very <laughs> so, important. Yeah. Very, very important. But yeah, we've been, uh, we've been doing a bunch of stuff at the RV. Give you the 30 second uh, repair and update list. We've, I fixed the throttle cable and I'm actually going to order a different one. I used like a boat push pull throttle cable for like a boat throttle. Um, and I'm going to order a slightly shorter one because this one has like a loop in the middle and it's creating a little bit of stiction on tipping. And then I got to like pull the throttle back a tiny bit with my foot right mm. at the very bottom. So it idles like 200 RPMs higher unless I like kick the throttle all the way back. So not a big deal, but it's been, you know, one of them things that I'll do eventually. But uh, change all the fluids. Uh, been going through it. Did the hot water heater. Finished the ceiling. Painted the whole ceiling, which was a total pain in the butt. Redid the whole floor, which was a total pain in the butt. And now I'm just about to redo the cabinets. I'm going to paint all the cabinets. Um, I'm about a third of the way through the vinyl exterior, which is going to be the same as my old CRX. Dennis Duff is actually coming down to lay stickers like all day tomorrow. I'm going to trade him like a roll bar for him doing like 10 hours of vinyl. I'm going to bend him up awesome. a roll bar for his old wagon. <laughs> so so uh, uh, Ashley has been talking about 
not wanting to go back to work, right? Because like, Mm. you know, baby and pandemic and all those things. And I told her the only way we could afford is if we sold everything and lived in an RV. And uh, she uh, agreed that that idea would only work under one condition. And that was we buy one of those $2 million Prevost RVs. And I was like, well, that shit ain't happening. You can get like a real similar uh, product in like the 2003 generation, uh, like a 2003 Monaco costs like 55,000 bucks. Dude, <laughs> we could pay off all our student loans. We would have no debt and uh, we could go wherever we wanted. Yeah. And now you're work from home, dad. So you can just like pull over and like freaking Wi-Fi your face off for eight hours and drive somewhere else. Yeah. I think that sounds pretty awesome, actually. Actually, actually, and you were smart enough to homeschool and you don't have to worry about that for like five, six years anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Um, when Derek comes on, Derek's coming on eventually. Uh, but uh, when Derek comes on, I'll tell you about GLTC car. Uh, my car is a car, and it has almost successfully completed a GLTC weekend. So Almost. 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 We're, we're doing things. But, when are you going to tighten the nut behind the wheel? Uh, so at Honda Meet, I feel like I almost tightened it up. Like I feel like I feel like I was like a driver again after Honda Meet. That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, Mikey, ProFunction Mikey. Uh, what do you call Mikey now? You call him, he used to be ProFunction, then he was at TF Works. I think he's just Mikey now. He's just Mikey. Uh, uh, Mikey, the it, internet, internet star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the best internet troll I know, uh, Mikey, uh, my favorite tuner. He's really good at tuning like everything, I guess, but uh, I, I know him for tuning Hondas, but. Um, he he and I did some like data logging and looking at air fuels and I was like, man, it's going way too rich and it's like falling on its face. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, that's that's because it is, and we should retune that because we we tuned it when it was thirty degrees. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and then it was ninety degrees, and so the tune is off because like the the automatic correction, you like unless you had a climate controlled dyno cell, you can't like figure it out. So you just kind of go by like the standard numbers, and it was close, but like it wasn't perfect. So it was rolling into like high nine to one air fuel ratio. Oh, good grief! <laughs> and like it turns out that makes it as fast as a one point six spec Miata in the straight line. <laughs> <laughs> like John Raymond and I like drag raced the entire uh, long straightaway at Autobahn like five laps in a row. <laughs> That's wild. I was like, wow, this. This Jackson blower is, it blows. It's not fast. This car sucks. Um, I thought it had 1,000 degree air intake temps. Turns out that was a lie. <laughs> Turns out they were in, what, Fahrenheit? Uh, they were in Fahrenheit, and I assumed that they must have been in Celsius because there was no way that the the ice water box cooler was working that well. Like, there was no way. In my head, there was no way it was doing the job that well. Um, so what so was like, what was the intake temp? I mean, it was pretty warm at Honda Meet. Nothing like you know Autobahn crazy, but it was well. Yeah, hot. I mean, it was it was like what eighty five at Honda Meet, probably, um, and uh, it was ninety plus at Autobahn. And it, I don't think that the sensor is exactly accurate. I think we're a few degrees off, but the car runs fine up at the top end. Um, but then uh, I sh- I shut it off at Autobahn. I came in at one hundred and ten degrees. Because I thought that was like 225 degrees. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, but it turns out it was it was fine. <laughs> like everything's Do, uh, fine. You you ran a couple races. Did uh, did you end up still having ice left in the box by the end of the race? 
Uh, no, uh, the car was falling on its face so bad. Um, even, even with ice that I think I only put ice in for one race and it helped, it helped temps a little bit, but like, I just assumed that it was falling on its face because it was making crazy air intake temps. And like, you almost can't tune that, you know? Yeah. Um, like, like when the fuel should be like vaporizing before it enters the cylinder. Um, yeah. Like I was just surprised it was running. And then at Hanami, we like started tuning things, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" At like mid elevens, this car totally freaking rips, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it kept up with K twenty four cars at uh, at Hanami K twenty four GLTC cars. We had a bunch of them there. Uh, we had a fake race on Sunday. You missed it. Hi, Derek's here. Oh, Hi, Derek. Derek's here. Man, Derek just pops in. All right, so I guess yeah. sync one two three. No, so you're, not I, I'm, I'm just recording everything, man. Yeah, we're we're just recording through the board actually. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so it's, I don't have to use my recorder? You don't have to no, do anything. No, Abe, Abe pulled the last minute on us. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, just use that phone, man. Thanks, fancy recorder. How, how does Derek to, sound to you, Abe? I don't even talk to my mic. Uh, I think he sounds good. Yeah. I mean, okay I'm, on, I'm on my MacBook with, like, microphone headphones, so. It sounds all right to me. So. Oh, you guys' levels are about the same. It should be fine. All right. Well, as long as we can all hear each other, I think we're making a podcast. Does it make three channels? Can you like adjust them individually? I wish. I, I think there's a way to do that, but I would have to put you guys on different sources. Where I like, where I would have to use the phone call function to do a call between Abe and Derek, and a like on my phone, and then a separate call like on my computer or something uh, with Abe and Adam. I, hey, Derek, I call us. Call us on your phone. Let's see if it changes at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the right kind of headphones to plug into my phone. You don't have it's to. Fine. Just put your phone to your ear, like an old man. Just call us on your phone. I'm I'm curious. All right, well, hold on. Yeah, you, you look like my dad. My dad actually holds a phone to his head, even like in traffic in front of cops. What an old fogey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Derek. Hey, what sounds better? This uh, is my I, just my phone. I think the phone sounds better. I think the phone sounds better. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're we're figuring things out. Well, I'm not holding my phone to my face for an hour, so I'm gonna Why call not? you back on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, Derek says, "Piss off." <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. All right, BRB. <laughs> All right. Well, we we learned what Derek's using because Derek's convenience means everything. <laughs> All right, I'm here again. That sounds fine too. I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so things went okay at Audubon, and you got retuned at Honda Meet. And now everything's great. Dude, I was the most stoked boy. I was so stoked. When are so uh, at Road America last year? The Grid Life drivers were very generous to uh, offset the pain that they inflict on us, and they bought you a set of stickers. Uh, yeah, sticker Hoosiers. Yeah. When are you going to use those? Mounting them up this week, man. I, well, I haven't wanted to use them like until the car doesn't suck. Because like I don't want to, because st- because like every heat cycle on a sticker Hoosier is like, um, the cost of one street tire. <laughs> I want to get those seven. I want to get those good seven heat cycles, like when the car doesn't suck. So it's gonna ruin you. You know that. I know. I've never had. I've like never actually driven stickers. The lowest heat cycle tire our compound i've ever had was four i had a four heat cycle set of hand kooks one time and that was the fastest i ever went around gingerman with the with and that was with the 1.5 liter 
So. Yeah, the first the first five are the best. They're real good. The Hankooks, the Hankook, uh, like fake Hoosiers, are real similar to the Hoosiers. I think they kind of cycle out like in the first ten. So, um, what's your favorite on uh, on Hoosiers, Derek? Like, what's what's the best? Have you ever and have you ever used a set of heat cycled from Tire Rack ones or heat cycled from anybody else ones? No, just freshies. Okay. Well, the the ones that I got, I mean, they they haven't been like ran at all, but they're heat cycled. They're like tire rack heat cycle that's stamped on the side. Hey, Derek. Yeah, that's supposed to make them last a, a little longer. Open up, uh, if you're on your not MacBook, any faster. open up your uh, your system preferences and turn your microphone sound down a little. Who, me? Yeah. You sound really quiet and Adam sounds good on my end. Yeah, Abe got quieter when you came in. I think I think Derek is stealing all the volume. Yeah, turn your sound down just a little. We'll see how this goes. All right. Go to settings and then sound. It sounds it sounds fine to me. I can't tell. It's probably, um, but fine. I I'm holding my head my phone to my head like a 62 year old man, just like your dad. Yeah, I feel just like my my dad. My dad 60. My dad 63 actually. So it was kind of like a, a big weekend for us. We had visitors all weekend, which made us all like Ashley and I both nervous. Um, did they all come to see the baby, all the family and stuff? Yeah, we, we kind of invited them and we gave them rules. And they, you know, they had to wear a mask and they like, you know, couldn't kiss. Does it sound different? Do all the stuff. You sound fine. Better. He's loud. Derek's loud, but he's fine. Well, I turned the mic down some. Let's see. Test, test. Yeah, you're good. Test. All right. Is that better? Yeah. You got to speak I up just... a little, Abe, though, because I can't hear you. Turn your volume up. Then, you, then d- Derek's Adam got all blows these... me up. Derek's got all these controls and he doesn't know how to use them. I think oh, I sound no, good I on uh, I sound good on my end, so it's fine. Man, we are. This is this is just a uh, this is this is like a freight train just heading straight towards uh, a railroad railroad crossing, and there's a bunch of school there's a school bus full of nuns right there. This is the biggest fail. Yeah, <laughs> I already missed my recorder. I uh, no. I don't miss having to sync up all the audios. Well, we'll we'll see how it, we'll see how it sounds. People are probably going to be clamoring for us to use individual recorders after this. <laughs> learn learn by doing. Yeah, I mean we're trying things. Uh, it it does make it a lot easier to have like regular guests that don't own a recorder. For sure. So. And uh, we're we're supposed to be having a guest from uh, Nine Lives Racing, but I emailed him last week and I didn't hear back. I know he's really bad at email. Rob, check your email. Dude, check your email. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny, Johnny was all like, uh, he's like, you got to talk to the CFD guy. You got to talk to the CFD guy. We're like, all right, cool. Let's get his email address. And then he checks his email like once every three weeks. <laughs> and it's my fault. I think I kind of blew it. He had availability and then like I didn't schedule it right then. And uh, well, the time passed, it seemed like. He's got to be designing things. He's like making NPO ones and stuff. Anyway, so you had uh, you had house guests over, and uh, do you have all these heartwarming pictures of Grandpa and Grandma holding the baby, wearing like a, a silly mask? Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, I think there's a bunch of those. They ended up taking quite a few. So yeah, I I believe it. Hey, even with masks, it's uh, it's it's still baby's first getting holded by Grandma. Yeah, I think uh, the first picture we have of the three of us, we're all wearing masks at the hospital. I guess baby's not, but everyone else is. But uh, yeah. it was weird. My favorite part of wearing a mask is like making my six-year-old daughter wear a mask, and she looks freaking adorable. 
Do you, do you put her in like a grid life mask? Uh, no, we just got like these little old Navy masks and she's got like wearing this little pink mask and like, you can't tell her facial expression. So you're kind of guessing. <laughs> so she's like uh sub zero from mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty cute, but it, it also, uh, uh, it, it's a distraction when she's like screaming, no, uh, and like being a terrible child. Um, you're like, Oh man, you're kind of cute in that mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's basically what I do when a uh, baby throws a fit. So uh, there, there are times for those people without children. There are times where baby just throws fits for no reason. Yeah, and uh, babies are jerks. We we had to watch this video before we left the hospital about like, don't shake your baby. Um, <laughs> really? They made you watch? No, yeah, that? it was like a ten minute video. You had to watch it before you could leave. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> That's like, awesome. well, I mean, like, I get it. I I, I can understand why people might get frustrated because they want to help the baby. The baby's crying. They don't know what to do. They get mad. Um, in the hood, in the south side of Chicago, where I had a child, they're like, hey. All right, we got more people coming in. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the way uh, the way I think people can or should manage their stress around the baby is just like when the baby's throwing a fit, just like pretend you understand what it's saying. Like, hey, man, I'm freaking hungry or this sucks. Yeah. Give me something to man, do. My, my diaper is full of the worst <laughs> thing I've ever smelled. <laughs> uh, it, it's a lot more it's a lot more difficult to take them seriously if that's what you're thinking about. Yeah. Derek, uh, Derek has no children, but Derek has. Yeah, a dog. I'm falling, falling asleep over here. Yeah, we're putting Derek to sleep. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about GLTC things, or else, or else Derek starts snoring into his MacBook. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I have a question. Yes. Will this Will this thing pick up? Like, if my computer makes noise, it goes uh, ding. Or... I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so, but but I guess it kind of depends on if you can hear it in or if we can hear it uh, on the recording. I don't know. Did y'all hear any dings? No, no, I don't. Okay, I, you shouldn't. I, I, are, are you are you uh, are you going to be watching uh, some videos or anything like that? Or you just keep yourself? No, no, or... no. I got a text message and they come through on my computer too, and it went ding. And so no, I, didn't hear I was just wondering. Okay, uh, we're good. Then. Derek, are you taking your car apart right now? You're bringing some parts to like Georgia on the way to Mid Ohio, right? Yeah, I I don't feel like doing it. I'm gonna my my step tonight is when I get off of this podcast i'm gonna go put it on jack stands so i usually take an entire night to put it on jack stands why why because <laughs> then i'll be motivated to work on it because it'll already yeah. be on jack stands do you take the wheels off like uh like how far do you go with the jack stands do you like loosen the wheels and then put it up in the air or do you have an impact that you take it all apart with afterwards i use an impact oh, okay you fancy huh yeah yeah why so, does it take you a whole night to put it on jack stands I don't know. I just procrastinate, and then it's then it's one o'clock. I'm like, eh, I'll only have time That's to sit on jack stands. Yeah, and then you got to get but, up at ten a.m. and take a bath before you go to work. So exactly. So <laughs> I did so many so many times in group chats. Derek is like, man, I'm taking a bath right now. It's like a, it's like eleven o'clock. I thought morning. that was only something girls did. No, man, Derek. Derek no. knows how to live, dude. I like baths. I have my whole life. Adam, are you yeah. the kind of guy that'll take a bath? Am I? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, would, I would say I'm, I would say I'm definitely in the minority, but uh, I, wanna, I I would love to take a bath, but like I don't have any time but to take a bath. I I I do take baths when I like the only times I've taken baths in the last ten years are when I've had um, a crazy fever uh, or I have injured myself in such a way that I need to take a bath and that's been that's happened three times so well, i do so like when i wake up though 
because I sleep till 11 usually, I'll have like multiple missed text messages and emails from work, like lots. And then so usually I end up kind of answering emails and stuff like that while I'm chilling in the bathtub. So it's, it's productive. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 35 years old and I bet you it's been 30 years since I've taken a bath. Man, you're missing out. I took a lot of baths between the age of five and seven. So I've probably taken 10 baths in the past 31 years, but yeah, yeah I mean, baths were super fun as a kid. No, man, man they're gross. You're laying around in your own stuff. filth and just, ew. Yeah, I'm I know. Just, I'm just chilling. Derek, I mean, if I was Derek, I would rest in, in my Derek soup and be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm clean. You guys are dirty. <laughs> Derek isn't in a place that's sweaty and dusty. So, uh, Derek, you're you're in an area that's like uh, got the plague right now. What's that like? No different than any other place, really. How's how's work? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not taking COVID patients. I just wear a mask with my patients. But in home health, we're all we already have to like super sanitize everything, so none of that procedure is any different. So just wear a mask. I, I, I got to ask, like how many, how many COVID patients need speech therapy? Um, well, I've had four, four requests so far. And they have it right now? Yeah. What, like you've had, you've had requests from people that currently have COVID-19. To do speech well, so therapy. I, so I work for two companies. One okay. company just across the board won't take any COVID patients. Um, and then I work for actually three total companies. Um, the one of the companies hasn't asked me. And then one company asked me, they said they would provide PPE or something like that. I was like, I'll do it for $300 a visit or something like that, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it for the same price. Derek has you know? a price. There is. Yeah. I will do almost anything for enough money. That's true, man. Yeah. Derek will do it for the cost of one Hoosier per hour. <laughs> yep. And that, that'll get me in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been fine. We, uh, you know, How they just you, kind of, they pulled yeah, back, like they closed the bars back down and they pulled restaurants back to 50%. And then yeah, whenever it, it's it was pretty open there for a while, right? Oh uh, yeah. The bars were open. Um, yeah. and like everyone was like masking up pretty, pretty good. And then it started to fall, and stuff started to open back up, and then people stopped wearing masks. And then when it spiked again, now everybody's wearing masks again. Okay, so it's well, like, you know. And we went to, like, middle of nowhere, Texas, and stayed in a cabin a couple weeks ago. Um, very social distance. We were in our own cabin by ourselves. But uh, even in, like, the super rural towns of, like, a couple hundred people, people were wearing masks in the gas station. So it's pretty good. That's uh, that's the opposite of what I experienced on my way to Gingerman. I uh, uh, I was trying to make a day trip at, up to Honda Meet, and so I left super early, and I stopped at the Shell station um, at like Phoenix and the highway, and uh, I needed to get fuel so that I could just like leave straight from the track and get all the way home uh, in a hurry. And I I wanted to run in and use the restroom and grab something to drink, and there's a mask order on the front door. And it says no one allowed to enter without a mask. And I walk inside and I swear to God, there were 25 people in the gas station waiting for the bathroom, not wearing masks. And I was just oh, yeah. like, nope, yeah. turn around and left. I, I, when I was there in April or whatever, when I went up to the track day, 
um, they didn't let uh, they didn't let me come in without a mask, and now they just don't give a crap. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, it's because it's, it's all falling back down up there. If it spikes again, then people yeah definitely freak, freak out again. So yeah. I'm not sure what the deal is with all the southern states spiking though, because it seems like I mean California was pretty locked down and they spiked too, same right. same as we did. So I don't really know uh, what they're what the rhyme or reason to it is, but I mean, a lot of look at the amount of people that it's a lot have of people. had it, yeah, versus the amount of people in the country. It's still like it's just over like one percent of people in the country the cases per population. So like, yeah, I, and, I don't know. I, and I also, know I think <laughs> I think like a lot of the southern states are catching up to the northern states that already had big giant spikes. You know, that's true. Yeah, Illinois was like a hotbed for uh, for a while, but that was like five weeks ago. So. Yeah, but I just I follow the lay of the land, you know, follow the rules of the land I'm in, and that's just what I do. It it so. it uh, it was like a sucky. I mean, I don't want to talk about freaking coronavirus long, but uh, it was like a sucky like first six weeks for me because I was like, man, I don't want to be in anybody's houses. Uh, I don't want to be around people. But then like. It's been it like it, all of a sudden it's like kind of nice because like if I have to interact with the customer I just like toss a mask on and like most of the time the customer leaves me the f alone and it's the freaking best. <laughs> They're oh, as yeah. scared as you have yeah, you as they great. are. Them. You don't have any looky loos like it's like my job's not a spectator sport anymore and I freaking love it. Yeah, I hate people watching me work. That would drive me crazy. Well, and oh, you're like the uh, you're the only guy in the biz now because you're the only one not on meth. Yeah, it's true, and it, yeah, it does. I've never been so busy in my entire life because uh, I swear people are people are all like, "Wow, he's not on drugs. Let's hire him to do more things." Because <laughs> I think everybody's on drugs now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm really, really getting tired. I feel like I'm dying every day. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean, better than the business failing. Still can't complain. I mean, yeah, everything's busy all of a sudden. Uh, I thought both yeah. my businesses were gonna die. And I was only going to be stuck with you fuckers on a podcast. But, like, everything's great, I guess, right now for at least the next 12 minutes. So, um, there we but go. Yeah, Derek, you got to pull your, your diff out. What are, you, what are you changing on the car next? So, I am – well, I'm not only my diff, but I'm also pulling my axles out because um, I'm trying to get the car ready for Road America. I'm skipping the next two races and trying to shoot for Road America because – Speaking of COVID, it kind of messed my, my income up the last couple of months, but it's starting to catch back up. So it should be right. good for Road America. But I'm pulling my diff out, and uh, I've got a Geiken in there, um, and I want to change my final dra- final drive ratio to a little bit, what is that? I guess a lower gear or higher gear? What's shorter uh, gear? Yeah. What, yeah. Is shorter, shorter, higher, or lower? Well, I think people – I've heard it called taller gear when it's a lower number, because uh, you can go faster. But I've also heard, yeah. I've also yeah, I think it's shorter, yeah, shorter final drive. So I'm going from a four ten to a four 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 point four four four. So and I'm also have because the way the car's geared right now, um, in all the slow corners, like for example, turn two at Gingerman or turn 10 at Gingerman or the um, that tight turn at the end of Mid-Ohio. Uh, the car is like just right out of power. Right. Um, so, right in between and, gears kind of? 
Yeah, yeah. It's like it's slow enough to use second, but I've only got like three or four hundred RPM left in second. So then mm-hmm. you usually like I've found as a driver, I'm maybe a super really good guy could be faster in second, but I just end up overslowing the car and it's faster to lug third. But I'm definitely losing some acceleration there by having to do that in those slow corners. Right. So um and my third gear went to like ninety four and my fourth gear went to hundred and twenty four. And so I'm changing final drive, and I'm having a transmission built right now with a shorter fifth gear. So the oh, car you will. Oh, the trans too, huh? Yeah, I already paid for that, so I'm waiting oh, on that to man. get finished. Cool. Yeah. The trans is, is kind of a weak spot, so it's something I wanted to do for reliability anyway. Um, and it, you know, since he's building it already, it's marginal increase for the fancy fifth gear. So. What um, kind of uh, like what kind of stuff do they do with that five speed? That, that five speed is the same. Five speed as the older cars, right? It's the exact same five speed with a different bell housing. Yep, same okay. gear ratios, same gear, same. Does box. he actually change gears and stuff, or what does he do to it? So he's only changing fifth for me because I want the shorter fifth. Um, but they, he, he treatment gears, um, stud, stud the cases and like aligns everything up. Like I don't really know it all. I'd have, I could go back to the Facebook message and read it, but so he probably does like a rem polish and like a, a stronger gear stuff like that. Just heat treats the gears or whatever. Yeah. And then getting the fifth cause the way, like the way it's going to be set up is I even like took a screenshot on my phone the other day so I can tell you all exactly what my new gearing is going to be. So, so right now, going to be a lot closer to fourth then, right? Yes. So uh, right now, actually not right now. Wait, this is going to be my new gearing. My new gearing, I'll hit the, I'll hit red limiter in second at 61, third at 86, fourth at 115, and fifth at 131. Okay. Interesting. So, so I'll basically be able to use third and fourth only at Gingerman. And I'll hit the red line in fourth at the in, at Gingerman, and then 131 will be my fifth gear. Will be used for like Road America, for example, which I'll probably barely almost reach that. And then Coda tracks like that, but I shouldn't need ever need any more than 131 mile an hour at any of the tracks we go to. What do you? Uh, what was your top speed at uh, Coda last year in that car? Like, or that was this year, but. One, oh, yeah, one February. One twenty-five, one twenty-six. Um, okay. But the, the problem top speed is, of a GLTC car at Road America, though. Uh, one twenty-eight, maybe. Oh, okay. So there'd be some. Yeah. You'll, you'll have a yeah. little bit of a there. Yeah. The problem, the problem, big problem is, is that it's a big drop from fourth to fifth because, um. It, you know, you're dropping back down to like five thousand RPM the way it's geared now. Right, and you're only doing it for like a mile an hour, you know. So I hit 124 and fourth, and when I click fifth, it's like I click fifth and then break. Um, yeah, you don't accelerate anymore. Yeah, so I'm wasting all that horsepower at the at the high speed. Sounds Whereas a lot like now, the, uh, the yeah. gearing on the Evo when I had it. The uh, first four gears were were nice and close, and then you fifth was basically like an overdrive, and so uh, on. Short tracks like Gingerman, um, more more often than not, you weren't entering fifth. But like at uh, at Road Atlanta, it was like you touched fifth between five and six, 
which sucked. And then you get back into fifth on the back straight and it's like, you know, screaming. And then it's like, yeah, that's exactly my experience. And, and so now when I shift to, to fifth, it'll, it'll only be for 15 mile an hour. So it'll be like a maybe 700 RPM drop or something like that. It'll go from 7,200 to 6,500. Yeah, uh, I don't totally, know the exact totally math. Totally usable though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll be, you know, up, up in my power. Um, so I imagine that'll give me a couple more mile an hour, like at each track. Um, oh, boy. And then also like out of the really slow corners, which at a lot of tracks leads on to big straights. I won't be lugging third, you know, in the corners that are 50 mile an hour minimum speeds or whatever. Um, so I'm excited about that. And also he's adjusting my OS Gaiken. Um, cause you might think, why am I bringing my, my diff all the way to Georgia to get a new final drive. It's because the guy who's doing my trans is also adjusting the guy can, cause I think I have too much lock in it. What, uh, so what makes you say that? I really, I have no idea. I wouldn't even um, know like where to judge that on a rule of that. So I had no idea either, but we've got Luke McGrew and he's, Built, you know, he's got his NC2 he's developing, and he's twelve different engine swaps in the last. Yeah, yeah, he's super into like getting everything dialed and changing his car a lot and stuff. Well, he uh, he was having problems with his diff being too locked up, but he didn't know what it was at the beginning. Um, but he sent it in, and the diff guy checked it, and it was like way too much lock, like uh. 70 or 80 foot pounds of lock or something like that. Okay. So way, way too much. And so I checked mine with a torque wrench and it was high too. It wasn't as high as his. Um, but the, the diff guy said that the different trans guy said that it's best if it's like around 30 ish pounds, a lock and it's supposed to be consistent. Whereas what's happening on these, the way they're set up is it takes a lot of force to unlock them. And then, then it's like 30 pounds after that. But like oh, the initial really? breakaway takes a bunch. And apparently that's not ideal. And so uh, Luke had his done, and he seemed to like it a lot better. So I'm going to have him adjust mine too. Did he have it Autobahn or? Yes. Okay, cool. Does yes. he have a Gikin too or no? He does, yeah. Okay. Um, he does, yeah. I saw that him and Eric Meadows just got some of those uh, those fancy MCSs. Yeah, I told him to just get the old ones I have, but no, they just wanted to spend extra money. So, <laughs> well, I I like the dudes that are now at MCS. I hope that that goes better than the than the whole experiment of multiple shots. Yeah. I have so never far. heard anybody say anything bad about MCS. Ever. No, and Luke, and Luke went. Yeah. Luke did a little bit of testing on the streets of West Virginia because that car <laughs> is street legal. And yeah. uh, he seemed to really enjoy him so so far. So we'll see what he thinks about Mid Ohio, which is only a week and a half away. That's um, how it's. I can't believe I'm leaving in like six days for that event. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll we'll um, see, but yeah, I'm, I gotta take mine all out. Uh, oh, I'm also doing the RX8 um, hubs, and so. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So, of course, because I'm trying to make Road America, my my rear hubs are OEM still. And that's a failure factor on the NCs. They, the the rear hubs snap. Um, I got the flange. Is it uh, just the rears on that car, or is it the fronts also? It's the fronts too, but the the RX8 front hubs are a bolt-in. It's just four bolts. They're a sealed oh, nice. unit. Yeah, but the rears are a bit more complicated. So I already have the RX8 fronts. That was easy to do. Okay. And 
the rears, to do the upgrade, you have to buy RX-8 spindles, um, which we we just buy them off eBay, right. uh, 50 bucks a pop. And then, and then you just buy some new, which I, some people just run them. You know, if they're in real good shape, the eBay part, then you could just run them. But I'm probably going to uh, put new bearings and new hubs in those spindles. And they, they bolt right up to the MX-5 arms and everything like that. Um, all that's the same. But the axle spline is different. Oh, so yeah. spline axle. Yeah, it's a different spline axle. It's a much bigger uh, outer. So the fix is, because you're still using an uh, MX-5 diff, right? So you have to get some RX-8 axles, and you pull the outers off. Uh, oh, okay. So you make like a hybrid axle. You, have you make a hybrid inner, axle. Yeah, MX-5 inner, yeah. RX-8 outer. Exactly. Interesting. So, and my car is a really new car with low miles, so I don't want to use, like, junkyard mx5 axles i'll just pull mine out so yeah, but i don't know how to have like what thirty thousand miles on that car's got twelve thousand miles on it. oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> i didn't know it was that low <laughs> yeah at three thousand on it when i bought it that's uh, insane yeah so i'm gonna pull them out because i don't know how to build hybrid axles and i would definitely mess that up but uh luke will build them for me so oh, okay I'm going to bring in the axles with me too, and then Mr. McGrew can build them for me and then ship them to me. Okay. And I'll put it. Are you going to buy some like pimp axle grease and all that stuff too? Or no? Well, whatever, whatever they have in stock at McGrew Racing. Well, <laughs> McGrew Racing and Home Improvement or whatever his day job is. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think his day job is pretty low stress so far. I think he worked really hard in his 20s, and now he kind of cruises. Yeah, I think he's and, got a dude. He's got a dude that covers all Luke's jobs, and he just checks in once in a while. Yeah, he, you need yeah, one of so, those guys. It's like nope. every freaking day, man. In the like the GLTC chat, like Luke is all like, "Hey, look at this engine I pulled." I'm like, "Man, how do you make a living?" <laughs> so he so he also not only that, but he he has a he bought a hunter alignment rack for his garage. Sick. It blew me away. <laughs> I think Eric Fleming has one of those too. Yeah, what the heck, man? Why do we why do we know so many bad MFers? Yeah. So I mean, I mean he didn't he didn't just go buy a brand new one though. He found one on Facebook Marketplace or whatever and it was yeah, old. He, like, he went and got he it. He drove to like up, Cincinnati and bought it or something. Yeah. He's upgraded all the, the little laser heads or whatever. And so uh, now he's got his, he already his, had a four post lift, yeah. So Yeah, he already had a four post, so it was a pretty easy thing for him to add. But and and we were talking earlier. Now he doesn't. Before he jumped on, now he doesn't have to push that dumb viper around. He's got all the room in the world for his alignment rack and stuff. Nope, he sold the viper. You know, once you once you race a Miata, things like vipers just become you know. You know, uh, uh, this is not a slight on uh, the viper or Luke at all because Luke is a solid driver. But watching Jackie Ding in the Supra on in like street mod trim go faster at road or road Atlanta than Luke did stunningly uh, fast, stunningly fast. Like it, that really caught me off guard. And I guess I didn't expect him to go that fast. The, my first thought was, man, that Viper has too much drag on the downforce. Might be. Yeah, might be because like, but like Jack car makes more power with more tire. Uh, there's no reason that it shouldn't go way faster. 
I mean, Jackie, uh, Jackie freaking drove the, the wheels off that thing, and it wasn't even that cold of a day or anything. It was a hot day. I don't know. Uh, that was fast, man. Freaking fast. Street, yeah. street mod is, yeah. is the craziest thing. And uh, as Derek was talking about transmissions, it got me, got me thinking about a, uh, a fodder for podcast. Uh, there, there are a couple of guys in street mod that are doing some cool stuff with uh, swapping in DCTs into cars that... Uh, not, not allowed in GLTC things. This, these are out of Derek's realm. So oh, he gets not yet. Not, yeah. not by my choice. <laughs> I want to have them in GLTC, but I don't want to let you. I would love a DCT in my car. Let's talk about that a little bit because uh, is a car that comes equipped with a DCT allowed in GLTC? Yes. Yes. We have some. We have, we have a PDK uh, Boxster. Well, that's Cayman. That's with kind of two, extreme. I guess I was thinking about like you know GTIs and stuff. Uh, if it if it comes in the car, it's allowed. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, as far as swapping, like we wanted to kind of nip that in the bud, so it didn't become like the, the have, like the need to have item, um, because the cars that they come in are relatively modern and they're relatively big, uh, and so far they haven't proved to be winners. But right. I think there Probably. is potential. What Adam, you you guys have kind of built the rules. What do you think is, you know, what is what is the right setup? I don't want to say what is the winning formula. What is. Uh, is, think, do you think I mean, it's uh, as light as possible, or do you think that it's uh, kind of that middle middle tier? I think right in the like the mid low two thousand range, uh, if you can find the power band right now, which is where some of the Kamiatas are, and the upper two thousand range is, which is where like OEM S two thousands are. Uh, I think both of those are pretty good. Um, I don't know, I, Derek. Didn't you say that uh, Aaron has tested? PDK cars at GLTC weight and it and it's still like a second off with him. Yeah, so he tested well because he's building a Cayman right now too, which I think it's at Cage. Uh, but he he tested the cars uh, at GLTC power to weight at thirty two fifty, and they couldn't go as fast as the Miatas. Yeah, I think that that weight might be part of the disadvantage, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I also yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. I think maybe you have to I be careful. Fact, like you the fact be... that we're cl- as close as we are is like, and we're only like a season and a half in, uh, as far as like a 2,000 pound car to like a 3,200 pound car. Uh, I'm happy with that, but I I do want to make those closer. Like I would love to see a 3,200 pound car be a contender. Yeah, and we have some really good ones coming. Like Aaron's got that Cayman, um, which I think he's going to run at thirty-two fifty, uh, probably to just help us dial it into. Yeah. But also, uh, we've got Eric uh, Provost should be at Mid Ohio oh, yeah. with his new build, which is a thirty-two fifty E forty-six coupe yeah. with a S fifty-four swap. So it's not an M three, but it has M three motor. Right. Um, and he'll be running that with uh, 3250, no arrow. So that'll I'm be a good one. That, He's a pretty I'm good driver. I'm curious so. how that does. Yeah, I'm really curious how that does. Yeah. Is that, um, a, is that a, like a, a heavily detuned S54, do you know, or no? Yeah, it's detuned to like 250, something like that. Okay. Two, two That's 50, not that 247 or something like that. Detuned 50 horsepower. Yeah. Um, Those things can make an easy 300 horsepower, which is wild. Yeah. But, yep. So yeah. pretty cool car. 
he got a good deal on that car. I'm excited to see it run. He's got it wrapped up like Julian's car because they're they're teammates or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's a good looking uh, livery too. Yep. So it'd be good to see. So you know, if we, if the little heavier cars need a little help, we'll be able to see. You got some hot boys and all your coming. cool liveries. Dude, gotta have a livery. I, I did just pretty put, sweet too, though. I put some stickers on my car today. Do you want to know what they are? What? Did you put a bandaid on? They start with an H and they end with an Usher. <laughs> oh, there you go. I just got my contingency package. <laughs> it makes me so happy for Adam to run Hoosiers and be excited. Is about it, it weird? Uh, like I have a bit. I have a bit of a conflict of interest uh, because I am the scrutineer that is supposed to sign the Hoosier contingencies. Like, what if I get a? What if I win a tire? <laughs> Dude, who who has to sign? You're I, not like, winning. I tire. guess I can. I, I, I think I can sign it too, huh? Yeah, probably. You're kind of screwed. Yeah. I'm probably not going to win uh, based on merit, but we do have the random draw. Oh, that's right. So that's right. I remember the other day Aaron asked me to sign one, and I said, I think I can sign it, but I'm going to send you to Adam because I think he enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. So he was like, okay, and I guess message yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, so Derek, if you have, if if you do have to sign one, you are scrutineer number two because Oaky I am dokey. scrutineer number one. <laughs> so, oh, I think Abe asked a question we didn't answer. Yeah. Um, Abe's so quiet so, in this in this Facebook chat right now. Uh, so we've like, little, literally his volume is low to us. I think. Yeah, it, you need to talk fine. a little louder, Abe. I can't hear you. You guys all sound great. Well, as long as it sounds good in the recording. Yeah, but I can't answer your questions if I can't hear you. Yeah, so see, talk. but you can hear me just fine. Well, we just have to we have, we have to STFU and we can hear you. Oh yeah, um, the the time attack guys in street mod class. Some are upset because people are taking DCTs out of certain cars and yeah. putting them into cars that didn't come with DCTs. Yeah, why are they upset about that? I uh, think it's rad. I I also think that it's rad. Uh, I don't love that it's really expensive to do. And I like, I feel for people that want to do it because it's like, it's expensive. And sometimes I guess it's expensive to do things that other people haven't done before. Just like I watched a video from uh, Speed Academy today. Uh, Sasha put that hybrid system in the 350Z. That's cool. I bet it was really expensive. It was really cool. Um. So like yeah the the DCT swap they're putting in a motor from an E92 M3 into uh they're they're putting in a DCT from an E92 M3 into an S2000 right. and I am so excited to see it because Yeah so that's something they've been doing now uh, a bunch of people have been doing that there's uh MER down in here in Texas just finished one in an NC 2.5 with an MC with a 7 speed DCT oh, so right. I think yeah, the, uh, and then there's some there's some turbo there's some turbo Miatas with it too. Well, I uh, think the the, uh, the sticking point for some people was, uh, and I, this is I guess specifically Dewey. Dewey is not happy about this ruling. Um, the The specific point of contention was the way that we defined sequential, and Adam and I have talked about sequential gearboxes for quite a long time, and we both agreed that sequential describes the ratcheting mechanism for changing gears in the transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, a DCT is not that, and therefore it is legal. Even though the, the outcome is very similar, the mechanism is different. The biggest thing we don't want people to do is have to spend 10,000 bucks just to buy a transmission and then a bell housing and then all this stuff, like, like the typical race 
dog box sequential. Like well, I mean, S- this is basically all of that, but you also need a fancy ass ECU to run the thing. But um, so that was but, that's why people haven't been the doing trans. these. But you can buy the trans for like a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Yeah, and and my thought was that this is an OEM part, right? And it, it, I mean, I, I don't mean, know. There I, are, I, there, there's a street mod application out there with an OEM DCT. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know anything about time attack rules. If it was up to me, if it was up to me, we'd have we'd have we'd have a twelve to one time attack class. We'd have an eight to one time attack class, and we'd have an unlimited time attack. There, class. there are other series that do that already. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the better way to do it. Oh man, look at you! Big words, man. Big words. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's the better way to do it. So. I don't I, I inherited this time attack class uh, rule set, and I just tried to make it better. So yeah, I've been trying to make it better for five, six years. At the I moment, mean, it's I don't, really fun see, seeing them get built up, though. Like I, that no, that's I, to me, that's the thing. Like I, I understand the argument for power to weight, but I like seeing people build stuff. Well, with power to weight too, you run into all the problems that come with power to weight. So if we if we had a time attack class that also needed to be power to weight, like so, then we're putting data boxes and all those cars to measure acceleration rates. Measure I'm not. Someone else is. I know. But like, or, or we're like relying on a dyno and like, what if you strap the car down crooked? Do you have to check the tire pressure on all the cars? Like what if it's hotter in the morning? What, the if, evening, what if a car falls off? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of, uh, cool stuff. Uh, have you guys been watching the, um, the myriad motorsports recap videos from Autobahn? Yeah, man. The, the, whoever's editing those things, the Daily Racer dudes, they are like fast. They're better, one. They're better than freaking most real TV shows. Dude, they're, those videos are so good. They're capturing uh, <laughs> Tiffany and Justin and Jake just arguing their asses off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, they definitely exactly what those pits are like when you're over there, too. Well, I mean, they're, 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 it's pretty intense over there, but I, I really do like hanging out with Tiffany and Justin and Jake. I'm... Uh, I'm glad to be able because I never like get a chance to go over there. Dur- I I only see them like uh, after hours, at, like when they're driving around some weird golf cart, all hammered and having a good time. I never get to see like the intensity in these pits. I like I hope that I hope that we get to see that. Like I want to see the the winning formula dudes. I want to see like I want I want somebody to follow Katil. I want somebody to follow Derek. I want somebody to follow DJ. Like I want to see all these different pits. So I think this is it's a cool series. I hope they keep doing. Well, I it. yeah for sure. I, mean, I really like the. Uh, I just really like seeing the behind the scenes stuff, right? Like yeah, yeah. in, in any motorsport right now, everyone is, is used to seeing the race, but so little of like what it takes to get there and like what happens during the weekend. Like those are a lot of times where the stories are and that's absolutely those things yeah. make you appreciate the racing more in the same way that like that F1 uh, docuseries on Netflix has drawn interest in formula one because of it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's pretty cool that that Daily Racer just like kind of decided to follow some people. I think I think they they picked a really good one for Autobahn because all those cars were like fully untested, and that's gonna make like for like good video. It's just gonna because like all three of them can drive, uh, like none of them are slouches, and but they all have brand new cars basically, and that <laughs> that's gonna make for a crazy weekend. So. Who who's who has brand new cars? I miss it. Uh, Jake and Tiffany and Justin. They all had like, oh, a yeah. brand new rebuild. Like all of them had a brand new car. So. Yep. 
So yeah, I, I hope that uh, I hope they keep doing uh, uh, more and more content for GLTC. I like the uh, I like the little short clip they did where they were just talking about how like what makes GLTC cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I also, I also wanted to hide under a rock because I was like, man, I hope everybody else in the in the club racing world doesn't hate me. <laughs> but I can't help that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll happen. So uh, we're we're into this I, for I keep, an hour. I keep not answering Abe's question for a minute a minute ago though. Like uh, he asked, what yeah. would be the best like weight car? Oh yeah. For GLTC, and uh, I don't think it matters. I think we. We've proved that like the lower weight cars can be competitive, and then we've got Smigard setting records at twenty seven fifty. So I think anybody in the two thousand pound bracket, it's totally capable if you can drive yeah. those off of it. So, so you guys, yep. we're into this for about an hour. I think we should uh, move our show on to Patreon. Yeah. Do we want to thank anybody before we do so? Do you want to thank our patrons? Of course. We should... Who else do we want to thank? Uh, well, obviously we've got to thank Apex Pro. There's been a lot of discussion, uh, and there was some like uh, fun testing and use at um, at Honda Meet and at Autobahn. And uh, I I just got my iPad, and I love analyzing data on it. And uh, it's a, it is actually pretty. It's a pretty cool program to analyze data. Don't let Promo talk you out of it. But it's, uh, it's I think cool. I think Promo's into it. But he goes he he like. He jumps the fence every once in a while. I think Derek's jacking his car up right now. It's like he throws an iPad. Throws, he's throwing his MacBook all around the garage right now. I think. No, I was sorry. Could y'all hear that? <laughs> I was. I'm. I'm having to turn Abe up to hear him when he talks, and so okay. I was. But uh, I've, I've got those iPhone headphones with a little volume control, but I used to. Before you, before you popped on, Abe was loud to me, and when you popped on, Abe wasn't. So we're gonna blame this on Facebook. Frickin' Facebook. Um, Mishra bought a uh, slip angle bundle. And I, like, I guess his opinion is the same as mine. My favorite part about the the system is that I don't need a laptop to do my data analysis. Yeah, it, it, there's something cool about it. He, he pulled me aside on Friday night at Honda and he was like, hey, look at this. And he showed me like a bunch of laps in a row. Uh, and he was like, hey, they're all exactly the same on the Apex Pro as they are on my AIM because he had both of them running next to each other. Yeah. Um, and he's like, but I can look at it on my iPhone. <laughs> so, well, which like, is cool. Um, uh, promo especially, like he uh, forgets that he is a computer expert, and so like the the notion that you might come to the track and not have your laptop and like not be ready to dive into the data is like that's an unnatural uh, sensation, I think, probably for him. For him Whereas yeah. like other people would never bring a laptop to the track. And therefore, and I, I pulled a couple people while I was, while I was at Honda and I was like, Hey, you know, are you, are you getting your data off of your, your solo or whatever and reviewing during the weekend? And they're like, Oh no, I never bring my laptop with me. I, I just look at it when I get home. Right. And that, for me, that was like, Oh, that's, that's why you want one of these. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, you just leave it in your pocket. Promo, like, promo works backwards from conclusions. So what happened? True. It's true. That's a really good insight. <laughs> what happened? So is uh, promo is also it. an avid listener. So we love you, promo. I oh, do. No, Pro- promo knows I'm his biggest fan. So promo got a good deal on this V Box thing on eBay and bought it, and now he has it. Now he's the V Box champion because he got a good deal on it. So he's working backwards <laughs> from. <laughs> getting a good deal on it which is stupid because it doesn't have a screen on it so 
Yeah, and he played with an Apex Pro for like twelve seconds, and he's like, "But it's not the same as my. It's not the same as my thing." <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, no, I, 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 I have I have aim in my car. Uh, I mean, I think they're do all. Do you have good, a dash, so. or do you just use the solo? I have a dash. Okay. And, he, yep. and you also have uh, the Smarty Cam and all the th- cool things that tie together, yep. which is great. Smarty Cam yeah. is is awesome. I will it is not lie. Awesome. Smarty Cam is awesome. I do yeah. wish uh, that they had a bit a better quality camera for it, though. Well, if you're yeah, a real tab, your can everything looks like uh, everything looks like sunburnt button willow uh, in <laughs> August. <laughs> Emil has the very first Smarty Cam. That's why is it looks it? like that. There's yeah, no it's, green. It's like super There's old. like no green in his. <laughs> yeah, the very first one. Uh, it, it's tough to get. Um, well, I think some of the reason why the camera's not super good is because it has to be to a different standard, you know? Like, yeah. temperature, temperature they, rated like, and stuff. They use everything uh, to where it'll work in like any heat or whatever. Whereas yeah. like a GoPro will get hot and shut off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to run down like the Baja 1000 at 100 degrees in Mexico. Yeah, I, uh, and, I and I don't care him, um, too much about the video quality. So, Well, no, uh, uh, Andrew Rains and I talk about this a lot. And um, one of the things that we, we were thinking about uh, was people want video correlated their, with their data for one of two reasons, or maybe both reasons, but they're, they're like not, they, they don't have to be together. Some people like Smarty Cam and the same reason that they like Harry's Lap Timer is because they want to take their video as soon as they're done and post it on the internet. Um, and that like, I, I guess that has purpose, but like as a racer, it has limited utility. Um, Smarty Cam has another function that I think only some people use, and that is the ability to make sure that your data and your video are like synced perfectly so that uh, you know, when you're coming up to that brake marker in turn one, you know, you see what your hands and your feet are doing uh, alongside your data and alongside the video itself. And like that, I think, has a ton of value, but I don't think Smarty Cam's the only way to do that. Um, That's not really. I mean, it might just be the easiest it, way to do it. It, it. it shouldn't ever be not synced. I mean, the, no, 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 that's the data that's, is synced that's, already in the thing. I know I'm computer. saying that. But the, I mean, the the Smarty Cam. The, the reason why it's good is because you can pull the car after qualifying and watch your watch your camera, you know, with data on it already. You don't have to overlay it. So yeah. it's like, so when when we finish practice or qualifying, we go in Luke's trailer or Aaron's or Rob's trailer, and they all have TVs in their trailer, and we're watching that video and figuring out who did what corner best and everything like that. You know, it's so much quicker than you can't. It's it's it takes too long to overlay everybody's data, you know, but we can put the, the cards in and watch everybody's videos. Right. Man, that must be so nice to be able to just get out of the car and like do racer shit instead of have to like make text messages to the entire field and go to the car and talk to Abe and talk to Chris. They did. And... Speaking of, speaking of smarty cams though, like, cause I, mean, I just got mine, but they just come out with some new software aim did. Um, that really adds some more functionality. Um, so they're they're rolling out like Race Studio 3, and the beta is out only right now. So it doesn't have all of the functions, um, but you can still play with it. Uh, so before you could only watch your your video, right, or you could look at your data. Um, so now you can upload your SmartyCam video with your 
uh, dash data or aim solo data together and you can watch your video and it will move on the cursor while your video plays. Well now that we turned our Apex Pro read into an aim solo smarty cam read <laughs> or an aim smarty cam read uh, I will end it with uh, saying that Promo in all of his initial hatred of the Apex Pro said this is the best tool to make you stop breaking like a bitch. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, that is something he, did, he would say. He, he did say it. So, no, I, I've, I've been playing a lot with my with my Apex Pro, and I'm uh, I'm a fan. I, I freaking dig it. No, they're, they're good. So, they're good. I mean, every I, I think all these tools like have a purpose, and if you want to like, utilize all the tools, like the only way an extra pound, you can use all the tools you want. You know? How much is the Apex Pro? Uh, uh, it's like four hundred some bucks. No, yeah. it's uh, the Slip Angle Bundle is five forty nine. 549, 540. Which comes so with, with a like uh, data review session and uh, the suction yeah, they'll, mount. They'll actually teach you how to use it, and they'll give you all the stuff to use yeah. it. So. And I, I did get Andrew to put together a separate bundle at 599 which includes some of his uh, paid webinars, which the Spec Fit guys had been asking for. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lot of people that, that like the interface of it. I think it's a really cool little tool. So People like the lights. Yeah, I mean, there's if you're like me and you can't stare at predictive because it makes you crash, like the lights are pretty rad. Because you're like, oh man, not enough green there. Just gotta gotta maybe do something Don't, different next time. Stop stop breaking so, like a bitch. Yeah, stop breaking like a bitch. According to promo. Uh, okay, so we're an hour and ten in. Do you wanna do you wanna do a little convo for the Patreon folks? Yeah, let's do a quick show. All right, let's uh, let's hustle on over. Hey, I'm gonna hang up and call back and see if Abe gets louder. All right. Dead zone. Still there, Ed? I'm here. See yep, if Derek yep. gets louder. Am I louder? No, you're about the same. Am I louder? Oh, yes. Yeah, you actually are louder. Oh my god, Weird. I wish I would have done that a long time ago. Oh, that's frustrating. Can freaking Facebook Messenger. Weird. We gotta figure out a better way to do this. Is there there's gotta be some conference call app we can use next time? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah you you're, sound great now. Yeah, Abe. you're totally normal, Abe. It was just the Facebook freaked out. Oh, that's yeah. frustrating. It, Facebook was probably hiding from COVID nineteen. Oh, well, I uh, I adjusted the volume a little bit here, so uh There you it, go. No. Sounds awesome now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to start Patreon, and I'm going to play the intro music. Oh, man, here we go. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the Pits of Grid Live to say hello. 